best health with Dr. Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. My name's Aaron. I'm uh, Dr. Chris's co-host on the podcast, but the star of the show is sitting right across the desk from me in the studio today. Dr. Chris, how are you? I'm doing awesome, man. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm happy to be here. We've had a little, we've had issues. We've had podcast issues the last couple of weeks, so I'm happy to yes. be back. Yes. Glad to be back on the air. Now, this week, we're going to be talking about a serious subject that, that many people uh, suffer with, and that is carpal tunnel syndrome. So, let's get started by just, can you describe what carpal tunnel syndrome is? Yeah, it's three words. Carpal means uh, there's a carpal bone in your wrist um, that's uh, out of alignment or swollen or inflamed and compressing a nerve or an artery or a vein. Uh, tunnel is the tunnel that that nerve artery and vein go through and then syndrome of course is the the fun part it's ouch yeah okay so so most of us have carpal tunnel everybody pretty much has if you have a wrist if you have (laughs) hands you're gonna have a carpal and a tunnel with the carpal but when when it gets the when it gets serious when it gets painful that's carpal tunnel syndrome yes exactly and how does that happen? How, do, how does somebody get carpal tunnel syndrome? Well, uh, repetitive stress injuries. We live our lives through our hands, basically. That's true. I mean, and, uh, you know, you work with your hands. Um, I don't know any activity that you do. I don't know. Well, you can't, you know. Um, any kind of sport? Sport, job. Uh, Even hobbies. Know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah, when I was a kid, I collected baseball cards, and I would flip through those things and stack them up and, yeah. and line them up. Mm-hmm. So I guess any kind of, what well, just about everything involves your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're working full-time at a assembly plant, or if you're a welder, or you're a mechanic, or you're an engineer, or a draftsman, you know, somebody does all that plotting stuff with their hands yeah. and fingers, you know, you have a high use value on your wrists, and so oftentimes when we work, we don't think about how to use our hands or our wrists. We just work on getting the job done. And, you know, that can lead to repetitive stress injuries to the wrist. Yeah. I never think about it. it it's like breathing. I never think about moving my wrist. It just happens. Yeah. And, I, and I'm the same way for the most part. Yeah. But there's some things that you can do to help prevent getting carpal tunnel syndrome. Really? Um, yes. Uh, you know, we talked about... Some things with our patients, what we do is, first of all, I look at their hands and I look at the, the posture of their hands. And uh, you, know, you can tell somebody's got a lot of abuse on their hands just by looking at their skin, their calluses. Uh, you, know, you can look at the, the color of their skin and you can even look at their ring. Sometimes you can see their ring is, you know, the skin around their ring is swollen. Yeah. You know, the joints, the joints can be deformed or swollen. Um and uh, so, so when you look at that, you can tell that, you know, there's some wear and tear on that, that, that hand or that wrist and that person's got arthritis in their hands and that. But we, we work on just any, anybody's hands or wrists. But the goal is to, so many times, you know, when we're using our hands, we're grasping things. We're flexing our fingers and our palms. And so the flexor 
muscles become very dominant in our hands. And so, you know, you'll notice people, the attitude of their hands, their hands might be flexed, or their th- the more common one is their thumb will slide over their palm. Yeah. Where it's in a flex position. And yeah. that person might be pinching, you know, pinching files or grasping a lot of things. Because basically, you know, you got the thumb that's opposing uh, the index, middle ring, and pinky finger, and so it's four against one. So the thumb really doesn't have a chance to rest. And so, um, you know, I'll take these patients and I'll, I'll, I'll work on opening up those carpal joints. Um, you know, there's the carpal joints are where the tunnels are. And so we work on opening up those tunnels and getting those bones moving like they need to move and uh, working on the, uh, the areas, you know, where your knuckles are. Mm-hmm. Those are your the heads of your metacarpals. Those are the... The, the pencil-looking bones that run from your wrist to your knuckles. Okay, I can see you those, know. yeah. yeah. And then you look at your fingers, you know, and you've got tendons that, that help open those fingers up and close the fingers and grasp. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so, you know, we just work on all those joints and open the joints up and take the stress off of those joints, and they usually do a lot better. Um, but one thing we do is we always give patients something to do at home because when you're working and abusing your hands eight hours a day, five days a week, or six days a week, and then on the weekends. I mean, oh yeah, you got to do something to that's good for your wrists and hands. And so I have them put their fingers, their hands together. I call it praying hands, and you spread your fingers apart. Okay, praying hands, and then you take your finger, your hands, and you turn it into your chest, and you keep your hands together, including the heels of your hands. That's not very comfortable. Very few people can do that. Um, That hurts a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Especially your heavy laborers, the guys that are the heavy mechanics. um, They can't do it. But you should have a good range of motion when you flex your wrist. In other words, if my elbow is sitting on the armrest here and I make a fist and I bend my wrist down and let my fingers open up, you should be able to go close to 90. Okay. And then when you take your wrist back, you should be able to get close to 75 or 80. I have very flexible wrists and hands because I I use them a lot, but I also do a lot of exercise with my hands and try to keep them as limber as I can. Hand exercises. I don't think about that much. What about those, you know, you get those, uh, you see these muscle guys with these hand squeezers. Does that help at all? It really... (laughs) My understanding of the hand, it makes no sense because you're just strengthening and making a area that's already strong and out of balance stronger. Oh, I see. Because we okay. live in a flexion-dominant society. You really need to work on your extensors. That's what opens your hands up and extends your wrists. Gotcha. Um, so it's just like forward head posture. People that have forward head posture, the muscles in the front are getting shorter and the muscles in the back are getting stretched and getting weaker, and so that head just flops forward. Yep. So the hands, you need to work on the extensors of the hands and the wrists because we flex so much with our hands, and that creates issues with our hands and our wrists. So let's let's just imagine that there's a listener out there who thinks they may have carpal tunnel or may, you know, just their hands kind of hurt. What are some of the symptoms of carpal? How can you, what are some signs that you may be experiencing carpal tunnel syndrome? Well, they may have numbness in their fingertips. Um, they may have loss of muscle strength. They may have shooting pain, um, inflammation, things like that. 
They may be dropping things. Um, they may have a hard time, you know, opening up, uh, you know, like a, a the lid on the, I don't know, your jelly. Okay. Or your peanut butter lid or um, they have a hard time making a sandwich. Just little things. Loss of dexterity, loss of strength and numbness. Burning, shooting pain. Um, and usually if they do have that, um, you know, they may be waking up in the morning with really numb hands and yeah. fingers. Yeah. And those, a lot of times you can be a side sleeper. When you put your hand above your head, it just compresses all those nerves and arteries that go in your shoulder and your neck and your, your hands. And so, you know, one of the things I tell them to do is wear a support on your wrist at night. Like a wrist brace? Yeah, some kind of a wrist brace. If it's not really bad, I'll have more a soft one. If it's really bad, I'll have more a hard one. Mm -hmm. You just got to look out because uh, <laughs> you could destroy your, your bedmate. <laughs> yes, you could. You know, you you swing just... that arm up. And I'm bad about that sleeping. I'll kick and jump. And... Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Slice a juggler, you know, and you wake up the next morning, there's a big pile of blood, and it's like. <laughs> That's a nightmare. Honey. <laughs> you okay? What happened? <laughs> you know. I don't even want to think about that. No, that's pretty bad. <laughs> So uh, we're discussing carpal tunnel syndrome. You know, the first thing that pops into a lot of minds, and, and I've experienced this myself with, with friends, surgery. They think if you've got carpal tunnel, you're going to have to have surgery. That, that seems to be the only answer floating around for a lot of people. Well, I, for me, I'm like adjust it, do exercises, you know, things like that. Find out what's actually contributing to the problem. Now, if you're a butcher... Butcher is a classic uh, example of somebody that has just horrible wrists. It's very difficult um, to do that type of thing and, you know, have any kind of healthy wrist. I've got some butchers, um, chefs, people that work in the kitchen. Yeah. People that do a lot of work with the with the knives and so forth. Um, and then, you know, anybody like a mechanic or a, an electrician or a welder, where they have to hold things with both hands or a plumber, you know, those people have a lot of wrist and elbow problems. But, um, you know, so what was the question anyhow? <laughs> the, the question was, you know, a lot of people think that uh, oh, surgery yeah, okay. is the only answer. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, it's not the only answer. In fact, uh, most cases respond very favorably to chiropractic care, conservative chiropractic care. And um, it's just a matter of getting in there and getting things moving again, things that are stuck. How do you? How does your hand? I mean, look at your hand. Look at how, how, how much dexterity and mobility and range of motion, coordination and sensitivity there is there. If you start losing your range of motion in your wrist, it's eventually going to just create a loss of function in your hands. Yeah. Um, and so. You know, the key is getting those carpal bones moving, opening up those carpal tunnels so the nerves can function better, so the arteries and the veins can, you know, get blood in and get blood out of the tissues. But uh, if those tunnels are collapsed like that, it's just not going to happen. Well, that's got to be good news to anybody that was fearing surgery for carpal tunnel syndrome. Um and I'm sure it's like any other thing that there may be times where surgery is the final answer, but it should be a last resort. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times too much water's gone underneath the bridge. And what I, what I, what I mean by that is they have not done anything for it for a long time. And, uh, you know, the hand is just, 
There's no range of motion in the wrist. They can't bend it forward or backwards hardly. It's swollen. Um, you know, they're having issues with blood flow. Uh, the nerves are not functioning properly. They're losing muscle strength. You know, and so something like that is just, yeah. And okay. somebody like that is going to be disabled, and they're probably not going to be able to use their wrists or hands on a a very intense level like they've been using them. They're going to have to change jobs or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. It gets, yeah, because you were talk, talking earlier, you and I were discussing this, and, and you said that if the person goes back to the same cause of the carpal tunnel in the first place, and the example you used was tire makers. Yeah, it's tire builders. Um, we used to take care of tire builders down there at Bridgestone or Goodyear down in the uh, Goodisville area. Mm-hmm. And uh, they'd have wrist problems, and they had friends that had wrist problems and carpal tunnel issues, and they knew people that had the carpal tunnel surgery, and right away when they went back to the thing that caused the, the carpal tunnel, sy- tunnel syndrome, uh, even after the surgery, they still had more problems. So um, carpal tunnel surgery does not make your wrist stronger. It makes it weaker. They cut ligaments. They remove fat in, in, inside of the carpal ligaments, and it just destabilizes everything. So you no longer have a strong, stable wrist. What you now have is a floppy wrist. Oh, no. Almost like a floppy disc. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's lost all of its integrity. And so you can't go back to doing a whole lot with it. That's no good. That, that's, it is. That, that, Especially that would... if, if, if you have uh, one source of living, like, say, if you're a pipe fitter or whatever, I mean, you're in trouble. Right. Yeah. But they can come to White House Chiropractic, and you can uh, adjust it. Oh, sure. Yeah. We, got, we have a laser that we can use. A laser is really good for cutting down inflammation, breaking up scar tissue, and then we do the adjusting, and not only that, but we look for trigger points. A lot of times these people have trigger point. A trigger point is an area where the bone is stuck, it's not moving, there's scar tissue in there, and the muscles that are that are operating that part of the wrist are just shutting down, and they got all these little trigger points. And so what you do is you can run down that wrist and the, uh, the, the extensor compartment, which is in the forearm, find all kinds of trigger points, Work those out, and the wrist is just totally new wrist. Wow, yeah. that's that's a much better alternative yeah. to. Surgery. And a lot of times, patients will be like, "Man, my hands are warm now," because they didn't get good blood flow uh-huh. or nerve flow, so their hands were cold, and you know they have that new blood flow going into there, and they have the, the renewed strength, and you know, many times too, they'll have what we call a double crush, because carpal tunnel does not take place in a vacuum. Your wrist is attached to something, right? Mm-hmm. It's attached to the elbow, to the shoulder, to the neck, yep. to the spine, to the brain. And so those pathways are affected as well. I mean, it's like a chain. It's a kinetic chain. So if you're grabbing and picking stuff up, I don't know, bales of hay or parts every day, you know, chances are you're, you've got shoulder problems, you've got neck problems and back problems. So, you know, we look for those areas that are stuck and not moving. We call them subluxations and we correct them. So you can have a double crush, which is, you know, a problem in the neck, it's compressing a nerve and a problem in a wrist is compressing a nerve. That's a lot of fun. I bet it yeah. sounds like So it. you'll have shooting pain coming out of your neck into your shoulder, up into your head and, and down your spine, which is coming from your spine, that, that area, because you have a bone that's stuck and you've been using that wrist and pulling and pushing on stuff. And you got the wrist problem. So, 
you know, pain shooting down from the neck, pain shooting up from the wrist. Yeah. Yeah. I had a double crush uh, back in school. Oh, wow. Yeah, I like two girls at the same time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is good. <laughs> You almost caught me off guard there, Aaron. <laughs> I, was I, knew, I knew which direction you were headed. I was thinking orange crush. Yeah, I was debating oh. on the soda joke or the girl yeah. joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, though. I like that. That was good. So what we talked about, you know, all kind of occupations have have the uh, the problem of carpal tunnel syndrome. But, but also, I mean, there's uh, – I think I told you the example earlier. When I was younger, back in high school, I was a bowler. Okay, yeah. And I used a 16-pound ball, got quite good, and got so good that I thought about advancing, uh, you know, going going a step further, maybe joining a, a pro team or something. But then I had to quit because of my wrist issues. Mm-hmm. So was that carpal tunnel, or was that – what was that? Well, um, there's lots of variations of carpal tunnel. You know, um, you can have problems with the radial tunnel. The, the classic carpal tunnel is the medial tunnel, median tunnel, which runs right down the center of your wrist. There's a crease at the base of your palm. Okay. Um, there's a tunnel for the radial nerve, which is on the thumb side. There's a tunnel for the ulnar nerve, which is on the pinky side. And so, you know, when you're holding that bowling ball, the way you explained it to me is you're not rotating your hand over it. You're just, you're just, uh, bringing your wrist straight up yeah, with your thumb as straight as if up. I was shaking hands with somebody. Yeah. My hand. And so, right. So what we talked about there is that's putting the wrist at a really big mechanical disadvantage, but I bet there's somebody out there that bowls mm-hmm. that could show you how to offset that. That's what we call a, a biomechanical error. And those types of errors lead to repetitive stress injuries, which lead to accumulated trauma to the joints and a syndrome like carpal yeah. tunnel syndrome but so what you were doing is you were you're doing something called radial deviation you're very deviant okay <laughs> you sound like yeah. my parents now exactly yeah so <laughs> so if you were to take your hand oh just if you do a handshake with somebody the position of your hand and your wrist yes when you bring the thumb up or cock it down that's called when you bring the thumb up that's called radial deviation because the wrist is moving towards the radius. If you bring it down, the wrist is moving towards the ulna, ulna which is on the underside. Okay. Right here. But um, that is a, you know, people that cook where they, you know, they flip stuff up and down when they got the pan in their wrist. Like like when they're flipping pancakes or eggs? Or? Eggs. Pan, no. Um, the guy that's doing the sauteing or whatever. Oh, okay. There's yeah. lots of jobs where people do that kind of stuff. Um, or say if you're, you're, uh, uh, that position creates a lot of stress on the, the wrist, uh, specifically on a radial part of the wrist where the thumb comes down into the radius. If you take your thumb, you extend it, you take your, you, you take your index finger and run it all the way down to the base where the wrist and the thumb come together. Um, that's where that joint starts to have problems at. And uh, there's a condition, well, I shouldn't say it, it's complicated, but it's stenosing tenosynovitis. Goodness gracious. Yes, stenosing means narrowing, teno means tendon. Okay. Steno means narrowing, vitus is the synovium. Steno steno means narrowing. Yeah, stenosis. That makes sense because steno pads have narrow lines. Sure. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I mean, that that makes sense. I never knew what that word meant, but that does make sense. 
So, yeah, so that area gets swollen. The synovial membrane, that's like uh, the, uh, you know, just the capsule itself gets swollen and inflamed mm-hmm. and uh, creates a lot of problems, especially at the base of the thumb. So a little, little trivia thing, there's an area called the anatomical snuff box. Oh, now that sounds terrible. Snuff. You know what snuff is, right? Yeah, my grandmother, not my great-grandmother used to sniff that stuff. Or put, sniff put that it? Stuff. Yeah. She would take sniff a little pinch and sniff it. Both? Sniff it and yes. chew it? It was a fine powdered tobacco. Oh. Yeah, they'd sniff it. Or she'd put a little pinch between her cheek and gum. Sweet. Well, <laughs> anyhow. That's how I described it. Okay, well, the anatomical <laughs> snuff box, uh, basically, if you take your thumb, you'll see two tendons. And between those tendons, there's a little hollow there. Yeah. And... People in the old days, they would put their snuff right there, put it there, and instead of using their fingertips, they could just take their mouth hmm. and kind of put it up here like this. On their upper lip? Yeah. And uh, your mouth would just go right over that snuff box, and you could just put put a pinch between your chicken gum. How about that? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> that is weird. I learned it in a textbook, okay? Okay. So this... I'm thinking anatomical snuff box. That's what they used it for. That's that's interesting. Yeah, learn so. something. See, you you never know what you're going to learn on the on the uh, on the <laughs> podcast here with Dr. Chris Banning. <laughs> that's good stuff, though. Oh, man. Okay, I want to get back to uh, a client. Let's say that someone has never uh, been here before, but they're feeling like they may have carpal tunnel. They come in for a visit. How do you treat that? Well, first we'll look at the hand, we'll look at the color, we'll look for swelling, uh, we'll check the strength of their hand, and of course we'll also s- check their neck because a lot of times people can have numbness and loss of muscle strength in their hands coming from their neck. That's very common, okay. more common than most people know. Um, but um, you can usually tell right away just by their occupation, the range of motion in their wrist and, and all that fun stuff. And you can look for deformities of the joints, swollen knuckles and so forth. And so from there, um, you know, we usually um, start working on a wrist. We'll do we call them uh, extremity adjustments, where we'll find an area that's uh, locked or, or not moving and creating stress on a wrist. We'll get that area to move, and then we'll do something called laser therapy, which is really good for scar tissue. A lot of scar tissue in your wrists and hands just because of the repetitive stress. I bet yeah, all the time that makes sense, especially in the thumb. And so then we'll also. Uh, we have a massage therapist where they'll find trigger points, not in the wrist. The wrist is all bones and ligaments and nerves and arteries and veins. Do you get that? There's yeah. no muscle there. It's just highly uh, a number of tendons, ligaments, um, so if nerves, arteries, and veins and stuff. So. If your arm was a super highway, your wrist would be a bottleneck. It's a bottleneck for all the, all the connectors. Yeah. The connectors are what connect things together. The arteries and the nerves, the nerves are the controllers. The contractors are up in your forearm where your forearm gets bigger. Okay. Okay. Just think of Popeye. Yeah. You had a lot of muscle up there. So um, the, the areas operating these wrists that have loss in range of motion and scar tissue, it starts to create trigger points up in the, the forearm musculature. And so we can actually find a trigger point and it will, it will, that trigger point will go directly down to their point of pain in their area that's stuck and not moving. How about that? It's linear. I mean, you can just, uh, I can look at somebody's elbow, find an area where there's a trigger point and see your, your muscle tissue is linear. It's all heading down towards your wrist to your tendons where you can actually 
where it inserts for motion. Okay. The contraction takes place up here. So there's a sheath that all that tissue goes through, uh, the tendons and so forth. And so you can trace that trigger point in the belly of a muscle and just glide all the way down and find that joint that's stuck. And then just always, it, it's simple adjustment. It's very simple, yeah. It's How not, about it's that? not complex. So. so if you're listening and you think you may have issues uh, with your carpal tunnel, then you need to, I, I would suggest first checking with uh, Dr. Banning if you're in the Middle Tennessee area or at least your local chiropractor um, that you trust before going to surgery. Yes. Uh, surgery, they basically just cut that connective tissue there. It destabilizes your wrist and uh, they suck the fat out. They close you back up and they send you back to work. See, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> that doesn't no, sound like the, the cure to me. It doesn't. It, it, isn't, it isn't a cure. It isn't a fix. That's uh, what we want in that area is a fix. Yes, at least uh, a way to return the person back to work and get rid of the pain so they can get back functioning again. But ultimately, we're all wearing down. True. It's just part of the big curse, you know, the original sin. Bodies are falling apart, you know. Um, but uh, you can manage that risk. You can get it well, and you can, you, can, you can get back to work and do a lot of things that you were doing prior to the carpal tunnel syndrome with uh, conservative chiropractic care. Well, this has been fascinating. I, I didn't realize all this about the carpal tunnel. And, and I, I, unfortunately, I was brainwashed with the rest of everybody thinking that surgery was the only fix. Yeah. I've got to retrain my brain because I know you can fix so much more than, than things that people think chiropractors fix. Yeah, there's, there's always a conservative side. You're, you're much more of a back question. doctor. Uh, you're much more than just a back doctor. Well, thanks. Yeah, that's, uh, I've seen that in my own uh, treatment here. Well, listener, if you have issues, uh, any kind of issues, you can uh, contact us. Just go to whitehousechiropractic.com. There's a contact page you can fill out. We'll get back to you there. Of course, we hope you'll continue to listen to our podcast. We're going to cover many other issues like this coming up. Got a lot of good plans for some summer episodes. And if you're listening in the Middle Tennessee area, we hope you'll stop by. We're located at 147 Raymond Hirsch Parkway in the beautiful small town of White House, Tennessee. Very easy to find our offices here because we're right under the water tower, pretty much. Yes. <laughs> That's right, right how to find it. Mm -hmm. And you can give us a call at area code 615-672-7878. We'd love to hear from you. Any comments or questions, just fill out that form online and we'll get back to you. Dr. Banning, I hope you have a beautiful Easter tomorrow. You as well. I'm, I'm very excited. It's one of my favorite holidays. And until next week, we hope you, listener, have a great week. Be sure and come back. Thanks a lot. <laughs>